anyone, this is me speaking myself, but also everyone like, don't let anyone make you feel less than y'all. You know, you're doing it. Bring art into the world, that in itself is a miracle. And here we are. <laughs> All right. So I am joined by SJ. She is a comedian, actor, writer. Based in Chicago. You're originally from Alabama, if I remember correctly. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so when did you move to Chicago? I moved. Let me... <laughs> I was like, let me count the math. Um, in, in 2015, I moved up to Chicago. I was 25. I was right out of graduate school for theater. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. where did you um, where did you go to grad school at? The University of Alabama. Oh, Roll Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide. It's a big, but my family, they're big War Eagle fans because I went to Auburn for undergrad. It's a whole uh, thing. That'll take up the wow. whole podcast, man. <laughs> Wow. Wow. You got like both ends of that. That's, uh, it is. That's awesome. I am a house divided. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So going back a little bit further. Uh, so you went to college for theater. So when did you start to kind of like realize that that's the path you wanted to kind of take? Like, were you always like a creative child? Like, how did that all come about for you? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think it started with the need to people please and perform. I, you, sadly, it's like the older I get, the more honest I have to be with myself. Um, and, I, and that's not a bad thing. That's coming from a good place. But I think I noticed like um, when I made people laugh, especially, I, I remember that. I, I loved that feeling of captivating a room and, and, um, and performing. And I was a baller, ballerina growing up. And at one point, I realized I liked the characters more than I did the dance um, and the long hours of, of, of rehearsal, um, which might have been a little lazy of me. But, but I talked with my dad about it. I always talked to him about these things. And I remember realizing, like, he was like, well, if you like that part of it, the character part, it sounds like maybe acting is for you. Um, and, and so that was it. Yeah, I started doing community theater in... Millbrook, Alabama, and and Montgomery, Alabama, and then it, it that was history. Okay, so then <laughs> started like kind of like earning your stripes through that, and then did you go to college ex- like theater major in mind, or was it something that you were like, let me try something else, and then I'll kind of dabble in theater. And, that yeah, was became- it. I'm, I'm like, a, um, I'll put it on being a Capricorn or I don't know if it's me, <laughs> but I'm like, once I make up my mind, like I stayed in ballet for years. It took me a long time to transition out of ballet. It took a long time to make the decision to go into acting. Once I got to college, I, I was like, okay, I know I'm, I know I'm going to audition for the, the theater programs and, um, and musical theater programs, uh, and ended up pursuing acting. Yeah. Okay. And then so... And then, so it sounds like based off what you just said about your dad, like family was very supportive are supportive of like your reason, because I know like I run into a bunch of people and they're like, my family just absolutely did not want me to go this yeah. route. But- I was so lucky and I still get some, like you can sense it in my parents' voice when I bring up creative stuff. They're like, oh, don't quit your day job. You know, like they get that, that scarcity anxiety seeping in. Um, but they've always been incredibly supportive uh, uh, in my dance. You know, my God, shout out to my mom. Took me to all my rehearsals, was at every show. Uh, they came to see every production I was in in college. Um, they supported me choosing it as a major. Sometimes I wish they hadn't, but I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Um, and uh, yeah, I was lucky in that sense. They, they were big inspirations for me growing up because th- they're musicians and they they worked full full time and they always were playing gigs on the weekend and it was a, a, a excess income they could save. Like they were great examples of, of folks who were able to accomplish both, quote unquote, mm-hmm. do, it, do it all. Um, you know, so I, I had that going for me. I feel very lucky oh, to have that. That's good because a lot of people it's like it's like the opposite where like the they'll just be like oh you can do this path for a few years and then once you realize that there's no no money in it like you'll come around type thing and so and that like it was this weird balance of my mom was always 
too much, maybe a little too much the opposite where she was like, I, you're going to make it. There was that side of it too, where there was a little bit of a pedestalization when, when um, it's quite hard to be the one that does, does quote unquote make it in a sense. We can cover that later. What is even making it right? But, um, but she was like full fledged in support for a very long time that that was the path I wanted to take and I was going to give it my all. And then I would say about mid twenties, thirties, I went, I went through some hard life stuff, uh, mental health stuff. I wasn't making money when shit got real. There was this kind of different things took on a different color, you know, of, of, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe, maybe we need to find a day job. There there were hints for sure. of like Maybe this isn't, gonna happen and um yeah 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 because that's one stigma that like i've been trying to dissuade a lot of people with as far as like this podcast is there is nothing wrong with having to rely on a day job yeah like it is not like you are the moment that you're like okay it's time to take this day job like it's all going to come crashing to a halt it's like Mm -hmm. no this is a way for you to sustain yourself yeah and that way you it funnels and it allows you to continue your creative pursuits. And so it could be what's right. It was for me mm-hmm. once yeah. I, and I did, I, I took that advice. I kind of ch- made a career change and found, found something more stable, uh, more comfortable financially. Once I had that, I feel like I'm more involved with projects. I choose what's important to me and I, I feel less burnout. So like I am writing more, I I feel like what I'm doing and focusing on now is like the right things. And I have more energy to put towards the right things. Mm -hmm. Um, so oftentimes it can be the right choice and, and, and the needed choice. I mean, we all have to survive and it's a hard world to survive in. Um, Oh yeah. Almost damn near impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trust me. Trust us. Okay, so going back, um, at yeah, your undergrad, um, and then you just did you go to grad school like immediately after that, or was it like a kind of a little bit of a time in between, or was it just continuous? I went right in, um, and, it, okay. and it's so strange. I happened to be at an audition, and I was either going to move and um, go out on my own or um, I, I just happened upon an, an audition where it was, uh, maybe I'll go to grad school and get my teaching degree as like a plan B that, okay. that was my, my goal of um, I'll act and perform and then I'll be able to teach it if, you know, if I need to or, or both or whatever that looks like. Um, and I got a full ride scholarship uh, and it was like with a stipend to teach at the university of Alabama at, at university of Alabama and oh, wow. shout out because it was like a shock and very rare and another like, holy shit, this is pretty incredible moment for me that I got to go and do that. Um, That's awesome. I ended up not pursuing teaching, but but I like took that path and got to explore it. And it was kind of my first job. I considered it like and it was education, but it was kind of my first job out of college, too, because I was getting paid. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Teaching is such a difficult mm. profession in itself. We can, we can have a whole podcast about how they're not, um, their struggles and what, how they need more support. Um, so know. yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, so got through grad school. So what was the, uh, push to come to Chicago? Did you consider going anywhere else or was it just like Chicago is it? That's where I want it. That's where I want it. I I never made it out to LA to visit. And Mm -hmm. I recently visited LA and I'm, I, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, that this was the right fit for me. Um, but, but I made it up to New York. We had a showcase in grad school we did in New York and, um, it, it, I knew it was going to be more expensive. It was more spread out. And I had visited Chicago already. I had some friends in Chicago. I had friends willing to move to Chicago with me. It was less expensive. It was less spread out um, city-wise. Like it's a, it's still a big city with everything a big city offers, but it's easier to navigate. And um, it's the comedy mecca, right? Like it, it is the place to come for comedy. And I was just obsessed with Saturday Night Live growing up. Like I mentioned from the very start, the first second someone laughed at a joke I told, 
I, I was like hooked to whatever it is, the dopamine or whatever you get from that. And, um, and I, I wanted to pursue that specifically further. So I came up to study and perform comedy in Chicago. Okay. okay so did you go the second city route? Yep. Uh, second okay. city in IO. IO. Okay. Did you go through like the, um, conservatory or like there or IO's like program? Did you go all the way through that? Yeah, I'm a graduate of, of both. So I, I was like, I did Auburn and Alabama. I'm going to do both <laughs> Second City and I.O. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Second City dropout. That's what I am. I, uh, uh, I, you're you're in good company. I, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, made it. I got, I got shot in the face in the middle of my conservatory leveled like three audition. So <laughs> the, the, no, it was a full on Michael Scott moment. So we're playing freeze to like do that. I get tagged in. I'm we're bank tellers. Me and the other person that was in the scene, we're going through it. This girl comes in, walks right in, does the finger gun, give me all the money, and I'm like, here you go. And then she's like, too slow. Bang, shoots me in the face. And um, she moved on. I didn't. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if improv's my path. Should have made a bolder choice, Matthew. Yeah, they were like, to the party. Yeah, they were like, you didn't initiate enough. And I was like, I got shot in the face. What? I was dead. I couldn't. I was dead. I was left. Uh, and you had to yes and. Yeah. You, you and had I'm like, no choice but to die. I guess you could have come back as a ghost. But like yeah. a truth in comedy, if you don't believe in ghosts, then they're the next that option. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was because like my brain, my brain shut down and I just couldn't, yeah. I was like, I didn't know. And I was just like, I, what do you do? What do you do? But yeah. Okay. So second city. <laughs> so I O. No, you're good. You it's fine. An improv audition? Yeah, I did. Improv um, is nuts. I, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's its own world. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is the people that are really good at improv, mm-hmm. you can just, you can watch them do it for, for yeah. as long as possible. But then it's like, there, those are very few and far between because mm-hmm. everybody else I feel is like, I'm the funniest person in the room. You got to hear how funny I am. And it just and becomes like, like this. Thing like you can do is try to be funny in improv. Yeah. And, and at this, I'm speaking as someone, I was never great at improv. I was never that comfortable. Cause like, it is so hard to be good at and it's mm-hmm. terrifying. It taught yeah. me a lot, but like, there's so much bad improv out there. When you see those yeah. scenes of like the cringe improv scenes on TV and stuff, I cannot blame that for being out there. Cause that's most of what it is. <laughs> you know, it, I it. it's, yeah, it's easy. Either, yeah, because it always goes to like a poop joke, yeah. like some kind of like sex joke or anything. Like it just like scene will be completely normal, and then like they don't know where to go with it, and they're just like anyway, talk about penises. Yeah, and if it's not that, it's an audience member yelling dildo in the middle of the yeah. set. Like someone's uh, it, it's, and that's the spectrum of it. It can be that, and then I've seen improv that can be like trend, transcendent. That like like a, a what TJ and Dave. I mean, they're they're yeah. they were like the best at it. But um, but yeah, what a wild! It was a yeah. wild uh, uh, moment in time. Like ten years of my life, I was I pretty much I was involved in the improv scene and and sketch comedy. Sketch comedy was really always what I was drawn to. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. so. So did, were, you, were you like thinking like when you moved up here, I'm going to pursue theater or is it just like I'm up here, sketch comedy, that's that's it now? I, I did pursue a little like I went on agent auditions and cattle calls for theater and stuff because I'd always done – I had done musical theater, theater, Shakespeare, very little film, but I, I was always interested by that too. Um, so I – tried a little bit of it all but i would say what i what i really committed to was was sketch comedy i was like i want to be in the room the goal was to get in the room for saturday night live auditions like that and mm-hmm. uh, and that's what people move up to do and i was a part of that that group okay. um oh, they happen at io and that's and and sometimes you can get in there because you're at second city so that was the whole strategy there okay so, so going off of that, so you moved up here in 2015. So now we're 2024 now, which is wild to think about. Like, I'm, I'm, holy crap, where's the time gone? So in this time period, um, 
success wise, like how would you gauge, like, do you like, I know success is like a kind of a relative thing because everybody's like, put, what can I see you in the moment you say I'm an actor and it's just like, uh, well type thing. So what would be like pretty much a moment where you got here and you're like, this is it. This is why I moved to Chicago. Mm. Like that kind of moment, that kind of successful moment. Yeah. Um, uh, I, a couple different moments, and, I, and I'll say this, I think I only got paid to act officially once. So I always throw that out there of like, by maybe the world's definition of success, I didn't feel like I'd hit it. Um, mm-hmm. But looking, looking back, some moments where I'm like, where I'm like, no, I have, I've made it. I was early on in uh, improv classes at Second City and I got to do, um, I was pulled from the class for an audition for their main stage production. I never made it. I would, I would audition several more times for main stage. I never made it through the first round of auditions because um, it's improv. And and again, that, that was never quite my strength, but or it was just not right place, right time. There's so much that goes into it. So like, who's to say? Um, but when I got pulled for that first audition, I was like, it's happening and just getting to be there. Um, another moment, I, I, a piece I wrote got in our graduation show and I was a very young, nervous, insecure writer. I had not written yet. I had only performed scripted pieces and I was doing it. I was writing sketch comedy. And so the moment I, I got that piece put in and the, um, the director of our class uh, would always watch that that particular piece, and the audience loved it. Like it, it was a real weird character. I was so proud of it, um, and I performed it on the stage. That like I can't remember whose autograph is behind the stage. It's someone like Steve Carell or Tina Fey or something. They've performed on those stages, you know. And I remember seeing that before going on stage and being like, I'm I moved my ass up here, and I wrote a sketch, and it's killing on the same stage that like my idols have killed on and um that was it and then I I think the last the last moment I wrote outside of the 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 comedy program I had auditioned I didn't make main stage but I didn't stop I wrote my own show with my friend Peyton Lynch who I'm doing the upcoming show with but a few years ago, we wrote a show. Um, uh, you're invited to Sarah Jean and Peyton's slumber party. It was a sketch comedy show. We wrote and we produced it and we put it up at Second City and and on Valentine's Day. And we invited all our friends up, and they all came out to support. And um, sometimes they'll like still sing songs from it, like my friends will. And I, I like felt so badass and loved and supported in that moment. And I look back on moments like that. I look back on everyone I met who has seen a variety of success and highs and lows throughout their career. I think of all the memories. I think of all the skills I've built that it apply to my actual nine to five job today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of those things and I think like, yeah, I I'm an, I'm an artist. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I, and I have these skills I've built. I, I am successful. Um, and I told you before this podcast started how hard it was to get to that point. But um, those are, those are just a few moments where I've been. Yeah, it's- I think it's something that, you know, I've even struggled with um, just kind of being like, cause a lot of times, especially today, like there's so much like, what's the word I'm looking for? You got so much like in your face, as far as like social media, you're seeing yeah. like all this information come into your, awesome. into your eyes and your, your brains. And a lot of times, like what happens is you're seeing like, so much success that other people are having. And then you look inward and you're like, I'm not having that. So I'm failing, but it's like, you have to kind of like realize that that's their journey, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like the moment where I was like, okay, I'm on my own path. I have, I'm going at my own speed. Some people get there quicker. Some people get there slower, but I'm going to get there when I get there. And I'm as long as you're on the way and you don't stop, that's, that's what, what you have to kind of, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're so right. It, it, you have to be able to balance that of looking at other people and seeing them say, and I'm always happy, but it, but it's always also there's jealousy, right? If you're honest, oh, yeah. you're looking at social media and being creative. It's very, it's, it's just so hard pursuing it. There's so much competition. And it is. So many things. 
It is. Uh, but it's also like this crushing thing of, you know, like we just, we kind of touched on it a little bit of just when you kind of bring up the fact that you're in the arts or theater or improv or anything like that. It's like, Oh, what have I seen you in? Da, 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 da. And when you have nothing to kind mm-hmm. of like be like, yeah, you could check out this commercial I did or this television show that I had like a, like a speaking part on. It's like, then it's, <laughs> Like it just creates this soul crunch crushing like cool. feeling and you're just like, you're ready to just crawl in a hole and not continue. And it's like, you don't have one yet. Yeah. Keep, keep doing the little things, keep building and those things will come. But, and you don't need yeah. to like, even within the industry and people within the industry, show me your real, show me what you're working on. I mean, I, I didn't even have that for many years. I was doing live performances and like all I have even for you now is what I can speak to. Um, some mm-hmm. of it was re- recorded, but um, a lot of it, a lot of the work I've done has been live. It's only on my resume and um, I have a, a very short reel I put together, but, um, and I've done podcasts here and there and stuff, but it's. You know, yeah, for years I battled that too. And now it's like, you know what? Screw that. I've got, even even if it's just your own experience and the memories you take with you of the successes you had, like don't er, anyone, this is me speaking to myself, but also everyone like, don't let anyone make you feel less than y'all. Yeah. You know, you're doing no, it's it. Great. You're putting art into the world. That in itself is a miracle. That's it. Because yeah. you know? it takes... Cause you never know like what's going to, you don't know how anybody's going to take it once it gets into the world. Like you oh, may yeah. have the greatest intentions of something or like have a vision for it and then it releases and then yeah. it goes a t- completely different route and path <laughs> that you think. And you're just like, well, that worked out. I didn't even think that was possible, but mm-hmm. you never know. But the, yeah. the hardest thing is just getting it out there. Yeah. Doing it, doing the thing. Doing and then it's mm-hmm. very out of your control, which way it can go an incredible way or a not great way and just continuing to just doing it makes you a successful artist. Cause even then, like a lot of times I think back and it's like, I've been, I've done shows where, you know, I've done a play and like one person showed up that Mm -hmm. night in the house and Mm -hmm. you're just like, you have that defeated moment of, Oh my God, only one person showed up. But the thing is, what I always go to is, you know what? Screw that. Somebody showed up. Yeah, I'm going to put on the absolute best show for that one person and they can leave with that experience. Um, so it doesn't matter how like what how, like what you're doing as far as like how big your houses are doing or if you write a short story, nobody like only like three people read it. But it's mm-hmm. like it, it's a process. It's going you're going to get there. Yeah. And just three is, you know, it, it's just that someone showed up to yeah. me is is. Uh, is amazing to me too. I think the older I've gotten too, I've just become more realistic in that. Like if anyone shows, if anyone gives a shit, that's a miracle too for me. Like if my friends yeah. and family are still supporting me, um, God, how many improv shows I've done where it's just <laughs> literally been my friends in the audience and like a, one or two of them. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, it, they could be anywhere. There's mm-hmm. so much going on in the city and it's like, they could be anywhere and they chose, they saw whatever show, whatever project you're working on. They saw that. And we're like, that's where I want to spend my Thursday night yeah. or Friday night. It's like, that, yeah, we get so caught up in the, uh, in the capitalism of it all mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, in the yeah. fame and the money. And I think I, I know I certainly did. I lost sight of the reason I love that laugh the first time is because it was connection. It was human connection. And, mm-hmm. and that, I always bring myself back to that as I just my love of people and, you know, my belief that overall people are, are good. And I think mm-hmm. it, it's theater is proof people showing up and I maybe all hippy dippy and I'm being really <laughs> I'm being way less cynical than when we first talked. <laughs> That'll bring it out. This podcast brings you know, it out. But it, but it um, is, you know. Um, yeah, but it's like, it's one of those things of, as well, um, it's like, you just have, I don't, I, I forgot my train of thought. I was on it and then I lost it. So, but no, I, that was a good, all over. that happens I was, to me all the time. I was, and I was getting all happy to bit, but just about someone showing up and yeah. human connection being, the, the purpose versus yeah it's just one of those things of you know when you're doing it you're just so caught up in how can i make this because everybody i feel like that goes into anything creative they want to be able to make it a career 
I mean, yeah, you want yeah. to. Um, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'll just do this on the fun. It's fine. It's fun. That's, you know, for the most part. But I think like a huge, a big majority of people are just like, I would love to do this every day yeah. as my job, make money and da, 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 da. And I think like you have that in the back of your head and whenever things are just not going that route and you see other people with, you know, their, you know, their families and they have, they just bought a house or they just got a car and you're just like, ah, I really want that, but I want this as well. So it's, it's such a hard balance because you, I don't want to sit there and say, well, you have to kind of put priorities, but it's like, it it can all work together. You just got to find your way to it. There's no set way to do it. Cause if it was, we'd all do it. We would all go that route. Yeah. Um, And everyone wants to and everyone would right like and there's nothing wrong in like putting all your focus there and making it I did for years it was like all my energy was going there I wanted it to be a career and then um with time yeah for me I think the right decision was just find the right balance and I think it came back to like you know what it what is really making me happy and bringing me joy in all aspects of my life is is this or you know finding that right balance for myself and Um, and I'm still working on it, but, well, I think everybody has that, that existential crisis of, um, because I know from my point of view, it was just like, I was just, I hated auditioning. I didn't Mm. want to get a job and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, is this bringing me joy? anymore yeah and is anything <laughs> there's that is anything <laughs> is I it even worth worth uh, anything um but, i definitely reached that point uh, for sure but, yeah but for me it was like i envisioned my life without doing it and i'm like there would be such a huge void that yeah. i just don't want to kind of navigate and but and i think everybody has to have like not everybody has to have it but i think you have to figure out why you're doing it and kind of get back to it. That joy of when you were first doing it. Yeah. I, I almost stopped completely during the middle of the pandemic. I, I, really? like I, I, th- I thought for sure I was like, this is over. This part of my life is over and, um, and I'll never return to performing again. And slowly, but surely like <laughs> slowly, but the, surely I've, um, yeah, I've had my rena- renaissance of sorts in a, in, a, in a better way. I don't know, coming out on the other side and, again, focusing on stuff that is important to me and brings me joy, and I've found a way to, to do that. But I was – yeah, I was I was almost ready to be like – I got so burnt out. I yeah. Walk away. So you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to, mm-hmm. but like – was it just the fact of you weren't doing things in the pandemic or was it like a combination of things that was just like that helped kind of like exacerbate that or. Yeah. It it was many, 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 many things happened during life and during the pandemic. Um, I had been, I gone through IO second city. I had put up my show. I mean, the world shut down. I was waiting Mm -hmm. tables at a restaurant. I was terrified. I had no savings. I got sent home. I couldn't work. I went on unemployment it was kind of a happier time where I got used to like simple things in life. And once the check was coming in and I was like, okay, I can survive this. Um, somehow <laughs> felt very unsurvivable at the time, but it just didn't, I think in the face of the pandemic, nothing really made s- sense. I didn't, I didn't feel creative. I, I felt like that was the last thing I wanted to do was make people laugh. Cause I was in a very bad way. I, and I had always wanted to make, people laugh to feel better, even in really hard times. And I saw people doing it and I still was inspired by that. Even amidst the pandemic, the, like I'd see creative uh, uh, things and, and art and be very inspired, but it just didn't, I couldn't. Um, and I thought I never could again. I, I was, I was really low. I was very unhappy. I had to go back during the pandemic to wait tables and it was horrible. Um, it, I, I never loved, um, I, I loved again, helping people, but waiting tables was always like, okay, what am I going to do next? And, and I'd been wanting to make a change career wise there for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, customer service was hard and it, it just got worse during the pandemic. And so yeah. I, I was, I was just like absolutely depressed. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
uh, yeah, there was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I think I just, I, I mean, I, I feel like everybody struggled during the pandemic. I think mm-hmm. if you thrived during it, good for you. Um, yeah. Cause so- it was like this feeling of being trapped. Mm-hmm. Like you're trapped in your house. You couldn't really do anything. Like the air you breathe could potentially like give you a, sickness that could potentially kill you and yeah. it was just a weird time um and, so and yeah. who, who am i because i was like yeah i can't wait tables i can't perform i mean i could perform i could perform online i guess and then i felt a certain guilt about not being productive and creative during the pandemic mm-hmm. and i had to let that go because i was like girlfriend like get, good lord the the world's on fire like let's not be hard on ourselves now and feel the need to produce creative content now like i that just wasn't going to be it for me i I didn't have the it just wasn't my thing um and um yeah yeah i don't know where i was going with that but uh i'm like processing you're just going through it i'm seeing you go through the i'm seeing you go through like the the flashbacks and everything it's like oh i'm so sorry i didn't mean to bring this up i didn't didn't mean to bring this back i guess maybe i haven't processed this all with my therapist yet but it was just this yeah this time of i think what i was getting at of who who am who am I? i i thought i was you know uh, okay, I'm a server at a restaurant. I'm I'm a, a writer and you know comedian and producer and and all of these things are no more. And mm. now I'm just sitting at home and terrified and uh and and what's yeah I guess it was depression. I have depression by yeah. the way. Okay. Um, surprise. Same. Um, yeah, I have depression. Um, and, and I didn't hey, see you at the meeting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't see it at the depression meeting. <laughs> I need to. I need to get on that. Up, you're not. <laughs> We've got great coffee. I do mine one on one with my therapist every every week, but um, I was, I was definitely terribly depressed and hopeless during the yeah. pandemic, and I think that was part of it. I I can't. I have to take care of myself first. That that comes first before any like doing anything creative. Um, and I've learned that. So. I, I, yeah, because I, you definitely have to take care of yourself first because mm-hmm. creativity, it's such a fickle thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you only try to be creative when you're motivated, it, yeah. it's not going to happen because motivation is fleeting. It just it's it's like cyclical. One right. day you wake up and you're super motivated. The next day you're just like, don't even want to pick up a pen to write anything. And so I think like figuring that stuff out is like important. That's probably because you went through all of this and then you kind of started figuring that out and hopefully of doing a little bit more self care and Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, that kind of energized you to continue and like pick this all back up again. Thousand percent. A huge plug for therapy. I'll plug it more than my shows. It saved my life truly. Hashtag therapy. Um yeah, straight, straight up. That was essential in me getting back to the basics of taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then having energy, like I, I know what I need to do now, now that that's in place, I, I have more energy to put into the projects I really, I really want and care about. And through therapy and getting to know myself, I know more about what those are too. And have built confidence in pursuing them and saying, I deserve to write and write and do this. Like, let's do this. You know, there's, um, therapy played a huge part in like mm-hmm. really coming back into my own with, with, um, the creative projects I wanted to pursue. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause with that, you have to kind of, you have to navigate yourself mm-hmm. and not a lot. One thing that I had to go through was I was trying so hard to meet the expectations that I was placing on myself that I thought people were thinking. Oh yeah. Oh, that just hit me so so hard. And so it was just like, when I would do an audition, I'm like, how would they like it Mm. rather than how, how artistically can I like it? And so once I kind of became comfortable with myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what I feel is the most art, best and artistic choice that I can make. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. If something happens with it, great. If not, artistically, I can stand by it now. Yeah. Yeah. Be selfish with it. Do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I 
it always came from like I viewed, I think that's when I started creating again. I, I, I made that connection. I was like, oh, I've always been approaching this as a as wearing a mask for other people of what they would want to see of how they, what they reacted to. I was always tapped in and listening to what other people were laughing at and what other people found entertaining and funny. Um, and now it's, it's very much, I'm yeah, through life changing, getting older through therapy, all of that. I approach art, uh, uh, as more of taking a mask off and, and being involved in projects that are really important and meaningful to me. Um, and, and putting the time, you know, I know I can into things and, and, and enough and, yeah, um, of time into things that are worthy of them. And, um, for myself, yeah, I view it much, much more like that now. And I think that enabled me to finally like, and I love that that happened because it would have been so sad. I think if I had never come back to it, I know that happens sometimes and that is like your own personal choice. Um, but I'm really excited to be seeing things through a new life and like uh, pursuing pursuing uh, performance in all different ways now yeah yeah so not to i don't you don't have to give up the secret sauce but like <laughs> what's your process like when you like is it do you have like this idea of what like a sketch and what you think would be funny and then you just kind of see where it goes or is it something where like like just kind of talk about that if you if you want. Yeah, yeah, and and the, no secret sauce at all. As I'm sure anyone will tell you, kind of like we talked about, it's whatever works for you. Um, mm-hmm. It has surprised me how things come into fruition. I think artists oftentimes say that, even though there's a lot of foresight and thought and deadlines and, and organization involved, there always is. But people will say like, "Oh, it it surprised me that this happened," and it does oftentimes. It, me too, because you never imagine things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. That's how life works. So like mm-hmm. recently I've been involved in um, several podcasts because like my my friend Nick Lathan, I'll give him a, a, sh- a shout out. Um, a friend tries surprises his podcast. He, he asked me to do like guest stuff there or we did our own pos- podcast for a while screaming at the screen with Nick and Sarah Jean reviewing horror movies. And that was just because we wanted to connect over the pandemic, but it ended up being a creative outlet. Um, I, uh, it's always like been through people that I like working with, especially recently. Um, my, me and my, uh, friend from grad school, Matt, he reached out, um, about a project about grief. Mm -hmm. And that immediately struck me as like, I want to do that. Um, I've been doing comedy for 10 years. I, um, surprisingly had just, we, I had come out of the pandemic. I had gone through a divorce I was in the midst of one of the greatest depressions of my life. And I was like, I want to not let that keep me from doing these things. I want to write about it and use this as an opportunity to push myself to do that. And it didn't necessarily fall in my lap, but it felt like it did. It was because this relationship we built and it happened to be right place, right time. He knew my improv background and he was going to do improvisation um, like prior to the piece to then write the piece. Um, so we improvised and then wrote it and we had a deadline in place and I wrote a 20 minute play about depression. Mm -hmm. Um, which again, it's like, whoa, it surprised me that that happened, but that's kind of like the method behind it. It it, it happened because of this previous connection and relationship. Someone I had worked with for like years who knew that I could do improv and stuff and I had written in the city. And so like we, yeah, we improvised and wrote the show and put it up this past summer. Um, my upcoming show with, which is like a sketch comedy musical with my writing partner, Peyton. Uh, we just, we just decided to do it. Um, and that's what we had done with our previous show. We just said like, we love working together. We crack each other up more than anyone I've known. He's one of the funniest, most talented people I've ever known. And, um, he has a podcast too, by the way, queer movie night. I'm like plugging everybody. Um, but we're working on a sketch comedy musical, sister wife's the musical coming to the annoyance this year. And, um, we just decided that one was going to happen, that, yeah, that we liked working together. We got together and over the course of like a year, we wrote a new scene every week. And then we started, we randomly were like, we think we, we want to add music. And so we wrote music or like we recorded ourselves singing. We don't read music, like, and we're, but we're going to make it happen. Like a lot of it has been just right place, right time, right skill set, and then just making it happen and setting a deadline. And this show has been, it was written pre-pandemic. 
So it's taken mm-hmm. years for us to even get to a point where finally the annoyance accepted and we're going to finalize contracts soon. And, um, but that was a lot, I feel like. So I guess to recap. No, no, no. That's, that's a lot of good stuff. Right people, right place, right time deciding it's going to happen, getting together to like break it down into small steps and having like an end date or goal in mind and knowing that that's going to move um, yeah. and that you're going to be rejected. Like to, we, we were rejected several times pitching our show different places. Um, and then finally it's knock on wood. It'll be up this year. No, yeah. no, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Cause it, you know, you're kind of detailing, you know, taking for like a long time that's mm-hmm. fine like sometimes projects take you know sometimes it's very quick turnaround sometimes they take years before it even gets to a point and just keeping at it and the biggest thing is just a lot of times what i hear is oh i don't have time i don't have mm-hmm. time to go with this and this and like uh, with, based off of you know i have to go do this and i just don't have time to write i don't have time to audition and it's like yeah. you can, if you truly want it you will make the time like it's difficult, but like if it's truly something that you're wanting to pursue, you can find the time. And I think that's what happened with me was I hated cattle call auditions. I, I, I hate, I don't know if I ever did a single audition. I was, I was proud of, I, I, it never quite vibed with me and I never saw myself as a writer. Uh, Frankly, I thought I was, Oh, this is so hard to say out loud. I thought I was too stupid to be a writer. I know, I know it hurts to say, I no longer feel that way. I just thought, Oh, I can never do that. I'm, I'm always going to be, you know, like, and I'm okay with that being an actor and, and, you know, like, um, and I still love that. I just was, I was scared and I see a lot of the reason why now I think I, I didn't know who I was. I was scared of my own voice and I was deeply insecure, but I still did it and, and started to write. I'm so thankful for the comedy community because like I had to at one point and it was very painful and I, it was embarrassing and I hated it, but then I got more confident and then I started doing my own stuff. And so because of that, I get to choose I get to put it up. I, I get to decide what I do. And um, I know, I know a lot of performers end up going that route, whether it's writing or producing their own stuff um, just because of the agency you have with that. It's been very empowering mm-hmm. for me and, and helps me tying it back to the previous point. Um, I know I'll do it if it's my own deal. Mm-hmm. I, I got pretty burnout going to other people's auditions and, and trying to figure out why, why do you not want me? Um, I uh, Once I started putting up shows, I was like, okay, this makes me, this works for me. This makes me feel good. And, and I get to decide everything that's going on with it. Um, for the most part, there's a lot I can control here. And, um, and so then I'll know, I'll know I'll do it. I can do it with who I want to. I can set the deadline. So if yeah. I put that date on the calendar, I, I'm confident I can get it done. It may take a long time, but I'll. I'll get there. But it's like also great that you're able to kind of, because it sounded like imposter syndrome, like with yeah. the, like in the back, like when you first started. But the thing is, is like, you're always going to feel that yeah. when you're first starting out, like, how do I fit in? Like, I don't feel like I belong type thing, but it's like, push those aside mm-hmm. and just keep working because once you do something repetition wise and keep doing, of course, naturally you're going to get better at it. Yeah. And then that, I like to call it my gremlin. You can kick that gremlin aside and you're going to be amazed at what you're going to be, but be able to put out. And I, and I can't believe like, yeah, it was also worth it. Just saying it out loud. Like I've written and put up a show and I'm writing and putting up another show. It's like you can't, the gremlin can no longer tell you that you're too stupid, right? Cause you're doing it. You're um, doing it. you know, and other people may say what they're going to say that might, may like agitate the gremlin and bring it back, but you still did it. And there are so many people mm-hmm. not doing it. They can never take that away from you that you were brave enough to, to do it. And, um, uh, because yeah. you're going to gain confidence by doing yes doing something because mm-hmm. throughout that whole time that you're going through and like kind of figuring things out you're going to feel uncomfortable you're going to feel inadequate that's just natural that's mm-hmm. just your brain trying to persevere and like preserve you know and just keep you safe and confidence comes from after 
once you like get to the end of something and you're just like, okay, I went through that. Now I, now I can kind of navigate it and then you can use that moving yeah. forward. And with repetition, it gets, mm-hmm. the gremlin gets quieter, the, the ease, uh, it gets less painful over time. It just does. Yeah. If, um, uh, yeah. But it's it really only natural. Comes down to doing the thing, it really does. Trust me, like the, the thing is, thing do. it's the hardest thing to do because you know I not to humble brag, but it's like the first time like I got on set for like Chicago Med, it was just like this huge production, and here I am, I'm like I'm some kid from Podunk, Kentucky, yeah. and I'm yeah. just like imposter syndrome but like i had to push it aside and be like i'm here for a reason yeah like i have ability i there is i deserve to be rubbing elbows with these people and it's 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 a difficult thing to do but you gotta just know that you're here for a reason yeah you would not be in the room if you didn't deserve to be there and i Mm -hmm. I am saying this out loud to myself because it is just it never the imposter syndrome never stops and it's very never. Oh, it can be so so hard and I, I feel the guy you said from Kentucky too. I, a, a little girl from Alabama is how I always feel. I, I mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm like they're they're not going to listen to what I have to say. That's the feeling I had when I started writing of of. You know that I, I've performed, and I had done that for years. So no wonder I felt like they'll watch me perform. But it was new. The writing was new. The not knowing my voice yet, being young, was new. And I, I just thought, um, yeah, oh, I feel so bad thinking it wasn't worth worth listening to it. But you're there, yeah, you're there. And it's like if I could go back and tell her, your sketch got in. You're doing it. You know, there's for a reason. You're and you're there for a reason. Yeah. It's, um, it's so many things. It's just like, there's so many like just little things, but the biggest thing is perseverance. You gotta okay. just keep going. Resilient. Cause if you quit, you're done. It's over. Like you're like, you're never going to yeah. achieve anything if you just quit. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's going to suck. You're going to struggle and you're going to have good days. You're going to have very bad days, but you just got to keep going and eventually success will find you. And figure out the right yeah, the right things to keep going with and the right things to quit. Mm-hmm. That's been another huge lesson of mine of like, uh, uh, I've made the mistake of, of um, g- giving up. I feel like I've kept going with the right things, but I have kept going with things that I, I shouldn't have and should have quit sooner. I think you learn that as you get older too of like, again, it comes back to putting your time in the right places and being selfish. I'm loving myself. (laughs) Well, when you're younger, you're always like, oh my goodness, I'm so like, you're so optimistic about things. And you're just like, yeah, this sucks. But well, if this, this, and this goes right, like, then it'll be perfect. And it's Mm -hmm. like, now as I'm older, and I'm like, I see the warning signs now. I'm just like, yeah, this isn't going to go well. See ya. Thank you. (gasps) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I wish you the best. Mm hmm. Um, yes. So yeah. So I think it just comes with age and kind of you know you have to go through whatever you go through to get to that point. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it that's a that's a very tough thing to do is just being able to go. Yeah, this isn't right for me. Like from my my point of view, like I keep getting called in, and I'm not going to say the theater company, but they just only want me to understudy, and I've mm-hmm. like understudied three of their shows. And I'm just like, you know what? If you don't want me on your on your stage, I'm done. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and continue to understudy. Like you know what I can do at yeah. this point. And so, yeah, not not worth your your time. Like th- there are certain things that are just not. At a certain point, you realize you you just have this. I'm going to keep mentioning getting old. I just turned 34. Maybe it's like so fresh for me. But you realize how little time you have and how little time you have left. I mean, truly. And I was always one to like be pretty nihilistic and be thinking of um, death constantly. It's just what I do. This cute little thing I do. But um, but there's there's a little time in the day, in the week, and in your life. And you want to, um, yeah, you want to be doing why not fill it with something that you enjoy? Yeah, I wasted so much time doing stuff that I thought would get me somewhere, but I was miserable doing it because. And I, but mm-hmm. I do it because I thought it would get me somewhere, and it never, 
you know, it never did. And I'm not saying maybe it never does. We all have to do things we don't want to do, but, but let's be honest. Yeah. A lot of the things were just clearly a waste of time. I was so much time spent learning how to not waste my time. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's a very good point as well. Um, That's something I kind of like think of as well of just how a like time is always in the back of my mind, but just how precious and fragile life is. And, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So don't put off getting started to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Just get it done today. Even if it's like small and I've talked about it before, but it's just like small little steps. Like for instance, if you're writing a show, it's just like, I don't really feel like writing today. Write a sentence, Mm -hmm. write two lines. Like, that's progress. It may not be this huge thing that you're thinking, but just like you got to just section it off and like keep going. Yeah. Little pieces, little bite sized pieces, just a little bit every day. What you're, what you're able to wake up and do, be honest with yourself, show grace for yourself. And like, if it's only a sentence that day, that's incredible. That, that's mm. been a big, a huge part of growing up for me too. And I have ADHD as well. And it's hard. My executive dysfunction is all over the place. So some days it's like literally just to get up and do a couple hours of work and like feed myself is, is like, it's hard uh, in this yeah. day and age. Sometimes that's it. You know, um, sometimes it is. Uh, yeah. I have more energy and it's, but if it's just a sentence, then it's better than nothing D- uh, yeah, just- done is better than perfect or less is better than, you know, a sentence is better than never writing the book. Just writing a sentence today yeah. is better than never doing that. Cause, cause it's not going to do any good just sitting in your head. Yeah, no, I live there no. and believe me, no. <laughs> it gets me, it gets me <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So talked about the show that's coming up mm-hmm. um, and kind of showcasing that. Do you, are you the type of person that is like, okay, like you're like, okay, once this is done, you're already on to the next thing. Or is this just like, you're kind of just seeing where the wind takes you. I've become quite comfortable seeing where the wind takes me. I, I kind of gave you the background of what I've been doing over the past couple of years and everything felt very organic. Um, and also like, it just felt like this is right. This is where I want to put my energy um, the, the grief, uh, the grief project is, is what I called it. And it's, I, it's an untitled group about writing, r- writing, um, in a way to process your grief. That's still ongoing. Um, mm-hmm. we, we did our first show last summer and what Matt wanted to do, and I didn't even know this is he wants to build an ensemble where it's like, it will continue to add on. And then he wants to go to festivals and premiere the, um, premiere the different, uh, short, short plays or pieces all all tied to the theme of like grief and how to safely process grief in a creative space is his whole purpose, which I, I love. Um, so that's ongoing. Um, and I feel very comfortable with like whatever happens with it will happen. That, that feels great. Um, the show with Peyton, we'll see. I haven't even proposed to him the idea of maybe doing festivals or something. But um, first, I want to see how people respond to it. And then I want to workshop it. I I really want to get it as good as it can be, you know, has become the main focus. And it's written, but we still want to do a lot of work on it. So so I think it's a matter of getting it up in front of people and then doing what we'll do there. And then beyond that, you know, what's wild is um, I, I more so journal every day now. And I love traveling. And I thought about maybe I'd like to write about. I noticed that. I noticed that you've been traveling a lot more. I'm so. all over the world. I, anytime, you're, you're, you're a globetrotter now. Anytime I can, I'm out of this place. <laughs> um, and, I, and I love Chicago. I always come back. I freaking love Chicago. But I have totally taken advantage of my remote job. And I, um, I've embraced, like I would say I love travel. And for the very same reason I love theater is because it connects you to people. Um, as much as I love theater. So I, I'm thinking maybe just doing more traveling and writing about it has been something that I've been toying with in several different ways. Um, and I don't know if I'll pursue that or not, but if anything else, yeah, if anything else is on the horizon, it'll be working with my friends creatively 
it'll be the show coming up. It'll be doing more stuff with my friends, the um, grief show. Um, always open to do podcasts. This is so freaking. This podcast is great. I'm so excited you're doing it, and I'm so honored to be a guest. Um, and then uh, I, I'm saying it out loud, and I haven't said it out loud yet. So I'm like, oh shit, that makes it real. Um, but like, write, write a book about travel. I was like, I think I want to write a because I never thought I would write. And the idea of writing a book, I, I'm like, I, I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. Um, and so I've been toying with that idea lately, it, whether it's a book or like vlogging or blogging or I, I'm like, why not? I'm already traveling and I'm already journaling every day and I journal when I travel. So I just would need to put it out there. Just put it out there because you never because uh, that's the biggest that's the biggest thing is just like you don't know how like I've said you don't know how people are going to take it yeah. so if it's something you enjoy just do it you know if it becomes popular great if not I mean you're getting to travel and write about it that's yeah. awesome and that's the sign there is like I already love doing it and again I'm working backwards these days where I'm never I'm never looking at like the end goal is success anymore it's like what do I like yeah. where do I like spending my time. And also where are people picking up on this? Cause I got excited cause a lot of people like to talk about where I've been and, and it starts conversations. So I was like, Oh, I want to share more and stay connected with people in this way. And so there's like that, I think now leads me where it's working, working that kind of backwards way of I'm already doing this. I'm, I'm already doing this. So then we'll see what happens with it. If I that's a, like what I, that's what I love about, like just creativity and people that are creative in general. It's your journey took you from Alabama. You went to college, yeah. grad school to Chicago, you know, you started writing and like doing all these things and then kind of wanted to quit. And now all of a sudden, like based off these things that you've pursued, that you love, you, you've kind of discovered this new thing that could potentially let's, like driving you now with travel and potential like books and mm. writing and vlogging. And it's just like, I, I just journeys are just so fascinating. And I love hearing about how like people are able to kind of discover what, what kind of like makes them happy and what wants to keep them going creativity yeah. cre creatively. And how it surprises you too. Cause I never thought, it was this summer we were doing the grief project and I, and I performed in it and I had written it and I did think at that point and I still have performance to do, but I, it, that's when the thought kind of crept into my mind of like, maybe I am becoming more of a writer. I enjoy, I enjoyed being on the outside of it and I thought I might let this go at some point and just let it be and let other people do with it what they want. That idea is exciting to me because it was a work that was so close to home too. Um, mm -hmm. But then that got me thinking as well, like you're writing things now. So the door you're, you no longer feel the way like you, Oh, you're not allowed to do this. Like you have done it. You've proved you can. Um, so it got my creative wheel spinning in a way where I, I'm totally, sh again, I'll come back to being shocked. I didn't see that for myself. Um, but I think if anything, what's next is, is creating things with friends and working mm -hmm. with people who I want to work with, um, doing things that are, uh, pertain to subject matters that are important to me, uh, like things I feel important about putting up. And then, um, yeah, maybe incorporating writing and travel in there, in there too. Maybe all of it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah those l limiting beliefs, man, they will just keep you in your spot. So if you just like continue to harp on yourself and be like, well, I'll never be this, I'll never do this. Mm -hmm. And nobody will do that. It's like, you're just limiting yourself. Yeah. Don't put those barriers. Don't put those limits on you. You do not know how things are going to go. Yeah. And it's your so job as no, go ahead. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, you know, you're fine. I just think it's weird because I pursued acting, which is a like a quite confident thing to pursue. And I guess it's because the writing part, that's what it is. It was new. I'd always done. I was always on stage from a young age. So I guess I was just confident in that. But it's just funny to me that I was so insecure about, you know, when you're pursuing that, but you still have your things that you're just like, yeah. With acting, though, it's like you're not yourself. Yeah, that, and so you that, can be this. Exactly what it was. You're, when you're on stage, you're 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 not yourself, yeah, and so you're, you're so able to kind of convey that. And so when you're off stage, and then you're like, uh, then you're kind of, you know, 
in your own head and you're, yeah. you know, have all that schema and everything that you've got going on. It's like, uh, and then that's where the kind of the lack of self-confidence and stuff linger. You're in front of people, but you're totally mm-hmm. right. You're not yourself writing. You're not always in front of people, but it's you yeah. up there. Like it is, yeah. uh, yep. That's exactly what it is. We're revealing things. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. We're processing things. We're processing it right now. Thank you All for right. um, Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'll bill you whenever we're done. Oh, I have to. Uh, well worth it. <laughs> no. Well worth it. Um, okay, so we're getting close to you know an hour, and mm-hmm. you've been very gracious with your time. Um, so I want to thank you for being on. Um, I always like to end with this. Mm-hmm. And it's a very tough question, but I always like to hear what people's answers are to it. Yeah. So going back, if you could give advice to your younger self based off what you know right now, what would be the biggest piece of advice that you would give? I know it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. I was I'm trying to debate between like be selfish, which I keep coming back to. Or listen to your gut, like, like no, it, which is kind of it's it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's yeah, a, it's a hard like, question. yeah, I I think oh either one of those two things, as you can tell in my journey, I struggled a lot with pursuing what I pursued for the sake of others, and I struggled a lot with my own security and confidence in in myself and my worthiness to be. Uh, to even be at the at the table to um, do what I was doing, and I was doing it. I was actively doing it this whole time, and so I just yeah, I just want to hug her and say, "Girlfriend, silly girl, like you're doing it. You're yeah, stop beating yourself up. You're um, and it's incredible. Like you're mm-hmm. don't and don't let anyone else, uh, especially people who aren't doing it, you know." And even people who are doing it and quote unquote doing it better don't feel any sort of way. That's so easier said than done. But yeah. um, well, anybody that's like yeah, accomplished, just, like they had to start somewhere. That's the thing yeah. that like I, was hard for me to kind of like think. I just saw people that were successful and I thought, oh, they're automatically successful. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, they had to start. Not, not everybody has everything figured out. Like you have to start at the beginning and then build up to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes everything takes way longer than we want it to. Oh, yeah. And it takes doing it over and over and over again and failing and failing. And I got so comfortable failing in theater and I'll never like regret that skill. Um, <laughs> the, the resilience that's built, it applies everywhere and everything you do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I think I had that going for me as I never quite gave up. Um, and I still haven't, you know, uh, but I think um, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to tie it all back to being, to being selfish and trusting your gut and doing what brings you joy because when you're performing and when you're creating, people sense that. People sense when it's you or a mask. Um, and I think you can certainly put things up and it's still, that doesn't keep you from being a mask. It, you'll still maybe have success or whatever, who's to say. But um, I just think it wasn't working for me that way. And really? I've, the way I'm looking at things now and pursuing things now uh, you, I, you can probably tell the way I'm speaking to it. I'm at ease and I feel yeah. joy. I feel joy in what I'm doing. I'm following my gut. I'm being selfish with my time. And therefore, my, like, I'm able to be so much more creative and open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to sometimes. It's unfortunate and it sucks, but you have to hit rock bottom sometimes to mm-hmm. really start and, like, take a step back and appreciate when you're like pursuing something with and find that joy and find that happiness and be like, okay, and get yourself out of that spot. Yeah. And yeah. be like really happy with where, where you're at. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you're there. Thank you. Me, me too. And I'm glad after, I can't believe after everything we have both been through and all mm-hmm. these years, we yeah. found ourselves on this podcast. It's yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But like I said, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, talking about your journey, um, and hopefully, you know, it inspires someone to, you know, continue to their creative pursuits and write and figure out and find their their way in the world. So thank, thank you. you.
hope so too. And thank you so much for letting me talk so much. <laughs> um, and for, yeah, an honor to be on the podcast. This is, I, again, I chose it because I know how important it is for people to hear these things. And um, I'm proud of you for doing it. I want to thank SJ again for being on. I'm so just, Hey, I'm so happy to see her. It's been a while since we've sat down and have a conversation at all. And so, um, it was like the first time in a long time. And so I'm so grateful and so happy that she's a doing well, but I'm grateful that she, you know, carved time out on a Saturday to, you know, sit down, talk to me and kind of touch on things, you know, cause it can be a little nerve wracking. Um, we kind of hit on a few personal notes and, you know, so I'm always grateful when somebody can kind of share that with me because, you know, you open yourself up can be difficult. Um, but I'm just sitting here kind of digesting the conversation and man, I think the biggest thing that I got from it was just, I'm in awe of her, uh, her, uh, perseverance, you know, cause I think like we've all reached that low point, you know, life is just going to punch in the gut sometimes. It's just going to happen. You know, it's unfortunate, but you're going to reach that low point where you kind of start taking inventory of things. And you're like, you know what? These things that I am pursuing or creating or, you know, working on, they're just not bringing me that joy. And you got to have that, I guess they call it like in the South, the come to Jesus moment. And you got to really look inward. And hearing her story about how she's on the brink of quitting and, you know, navigating that space and coming out on the other side of it. It's very admirable. And I'm very happy that she was able to come out of that because I think a lot of, some people don't. And it's, and it brings me some, brings me some sadness because we, we, we may have missed out on some very important work. Um, but like I said, I'm so happy that she's on the other side of that now. And now she's thriving. She's found that joy again. She's putting stuff out there and putting up shows and, you know, working on projects that really mean something to her. And she didn't have that vision when she was in that low point. And a lot of times you get those blinders on and you're not seeing the bigger picture. So that's why perseverance is so important. Um, cause it's kind of like building a bridge and not seeing the other side. There is the other side of it, but you're not going to get there if you quit building that bridge. And so I think that's the biggest thing we can take from, from her journey is, just keep going. I know it's easy to say, but it is going to be difficult. There are going to be dark days. There's going to be good days. There's going to be everything in between. But you, as long as you have that vision and you find that joy again, things will begin to present themselves to you. And I truly believe that. And I think, I know that that's in the works for you. And I hope that you're able to listen to her story and you know, be like, you know what? I can't keep going. So keep going. Uh, Cause I know I am. And like I said, I'm very happy that she was on the podcast. So, but yeah, so that's going to wrap this episode of creative wisdom up. I am so, so happy that you were able to tune in. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll catch you on the next one until then stay creative. <laughs>